You're listening to As You Are, a podcast dedicated to adding more light and love to your life, wherever you are, whenever you listen. I'm Mikkel, a writer and a life coach. And I'm Shelby, a yoga mindfulness instructor and writer. So throughout the season, we've talked a lot about accepting and loving ourselves as we are, but today we want to talk about accepting and loving others exactly as they are. So in order to dive into this, we did an Instagram poll, uh, a couple actually, just asking about times where maybe you felt misunderstood or judged for taking a different path, or honestly, times when you have misunderstood or judged others for taking a path that's different than yours. Mm -hmm. And the results are pretty eye-opening and also, I think, kind of validating that we're all in the same boat. Yeah. So... When we asked, have you ever felt misunderstood or judged because you think differently, believe differently, or live differently, even on a different timeline than the people around you, 99% of the people said yes. One person voted never. Mm, I think it was an accidental vote. I think they were just trying to tap to the next slide, but (laughs) (laughs) we'll see. And then we asked... Being honest, have you ever judged people for walking a different path than you or doing things in a way that you don't understand or wouldn't do yourself? 95% of voters said yes. 5% said no. I think you lie in. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I think that every single one of us have had a moment, at least, where we have inadvertently judged someone for doing things differently. Mm-hmm. And so we want to dive into why that is, why that's a human tendency, and what we can do to change it to ultimately show better love to the people around us. Yeah, and to honor those different paths. Mm -hmm. So do you want to kind of share a few of the responses we got? Absolutely. So a really common response to why people felt they were judging others is they were coming from a place of pain themselves. They weren't doing well themselves. So maybe they were feeling jealous. Maybe they were struggling with some perfectionism and felt like they knew what was right and they were feeling superior or it made them feel better to think that they were superior than someone else. Mm -hmm. Some people said they put conditions on love, thinking that they were coming from a place of love. Uh, Some people just said they lacked life experience. But I think all of it just comes back to this overwhelming truth that the judgment we place on other people says more about us than it does about them. It says more about where we are. So there's a really great thought, and it's just like a nameless quote. (laughs) I don't know the source. But it's just, we don't see people as they are. We see people as we are. So I'll say that one more time. We don't see people as they are. We see people as we are. So really, the judgments we make toward other people, overwhelmingly, I've got like 65 responses here, and it really is just about where you are, whether that's your upbringing, whether that's shame and not wanting to look at your own life and feeling like, if I validate this person's point of view, it invalidates mine. I mean, there's a million things, but they all come back to you and your mindset, your experience, and where you are. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the second question, we talked about if we're practicing empathy or trying to put ourselves in someone else's shoes, when we feel judged or misunderstood, why do we think people are struggling to understand? So, so many good answers. People say they haven't experienced my life, they don't know the full story, they didn't know how to feel what I was feeling. Um, They only knew what they knew, not what I knew. Our priorities are different, they were scared to see things differently. 
a really common theme is people get uncomfortable when your viewpoints change because their viewpoints haven't changed or they don't want to examine if their viewpoints need to change. Mm -hmm. And a lot comes back to societal and cultural norms. People don't want to get vulnerable and understand something different than what they know. And so I think so much of this is coming back to this idea that we don't know the story and people don't want to engage with empathy to learn the story because it's too vulnerable. And so a lot of the common theme we saw when people tried to think about why they felt judged is that people were using judgment as a shield, which I think is huge when we're getting into Mm -hmm. this topic. Um, judgment is a shield because you don't want to look at your own life and problems. So you look at other people, you really are trying to shield yourself from getting into it with them. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of different ways that we do that. Mm -hmm. And we don't necessarily look inward enough to recognize how often we are using judgment as a shield or using judgment as a point of connection. Mm. So talk about that. (laughs) That's risky, but I think really true. Well, yeah, because I mean, when we look at human relationships, the first thing we want to do is find similarities. Mm -hmm. And so that alone is going to push us away from differences. When we see somebody who's different than us, our natural response is to be afraid because we don't know that we're going to find a connection point or it may be a lot more difficult. And so we just push it away entirely. But when you find somebody and you find a point of connection, one of the natural ways to connect is through judgment. Mm -hmm. And so I remember you talked about, when we were talking earlier, about Brene Brown, because obviously we always talk about Brene Brown. This is a Brene Brown fan podcast. That's all it is. Thanks for tuning in. (laughs) Um, But literally. But like a hot wire for connection, is that the phrasing? Yeah, so she talks about how when we meet someone, this is just an example, I don't actually feel this way, you're like, you hate Taylor Swift, I hate Taylor Swift. I don't actually feel that way. Is that true? I feel I mean, that's, let's not do that on this podcast. <laughs> but you find these things that you dislike and you hotwire connection. It's a really, really, really fast connection, but it's also a really unsafe connection because no one had to get vulnerable to make that connection. It's, it's not, easy. It's so easy. It's not vulnerable to tell you I don't like Taylor well, Swift. Because you're looking outward. You're not looking inward. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. You're not talking about things that matter. You're not talking about things that are difficult or real for you. So it feels like, boom, we're connected. But it's really unsafe and unsatisfying for the soul. Because if other people are not safe in that person's mouth... You are not safe in that person's mouth. Mm -hmm. You have no guarantee that they're not going to hotwire connection with someone else talking in judgment about you. So it's very, very unsafe and very disconnecting, in a sense, to connect that way. Yeah. And so a lot of times in those conversations, because unfortunately, we've all had them. And it's really hard to acknowledge that. And it's really hard to admit that. But the thing is, is that we don't want to look at our ugly emotions and our ugly thoughts. We don't want to accept that we have stuff to work on. And so if you see someone and they're doing something different that you deem to be wrong, you're going to look down at them and be like, oh, well, they have that issue. And it makes you feel temporarily better about yours. But when you judge others, it's 
sparking that judgment in yourself. You can't judge someone else without judging yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Because when you judge someone else, you have to be judging yourself to create a comparison. Mm -hmm. So whether you realize it or not, if I judge that that person is doing nothing with their life, in my head, I'm also assessing what I'm doing with my life and creating a judgment as some kind of marker. So even if you're judging yourself in a way that makes you feel somewhat better or builds your ego, you're still in judgment of yourself and it's still unhealthy. So Brené Brown, <laughs> always, hi, <laughs> Brené Brown again, shares an experience around this and she talks about how she went to a conference and wanted her own room, didn't get her own room, had a horrible roommate, it was a nightmare. And she left the conference and went and talked to her therapist about the experience. And she went on and on. And her therapist stopped her in the session and just said, hey, do you believe this woman was doing her best? And Brené Brown's like, obviously I don't. She was the worst. And just continued railing against this woman. And her therapist made the point that life is just better if you believe people are doing their best. Mm -hmm. A it feels better in your brain. So whether it's true or not, it changes the way that you feel. You can walk around feeling gypped, ripped off, angry, annoyed, frustrated that people aren't acting as they quote-unquote should, these expectations that you have. Or you can accept people as they are and recognize that, you know, whether it's true or not, it's not my job to assess what this person's best is. It's just my job to assume that this is the best they can do with the experience they have where they are. Yeah, and that's how we can really build empathy when we're looking at people who are not in line with our version of what the quote-unquote right path is because I think we all believe that we are headed in the way that we personally are meant to or the way that we want to. We all are seeking truth and light and goodness and progression. And so the truth is is that all of our circumstances are neutral. It's our thoughts that change our reality and change our perception. And so if we think, or we choose to think, that a different path is wrong, then that's how we're going to see the world. And that's going to look so miserable to always believe that if somebody isn't doing things the way I am, that it's wrong. You can choose to look at life that way, but you're not going to get a lot of joy out of that. But when you can look at life and look at other people in whatever path that they're choosing, however different it is from yours, and you choose to see, hey, they're doing the best they can, and they're doing what they feel is right for them, that can create such a spark for change and empathy and love. And that's ultimately what we want in life, is we want to love and we want to feel good. But there's just something in our brains that kind of stops us from that. And I think a lot of it comes back to that fear and shame and all those things that we just have to work through. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really learned actually, because I don't think mm -hmm. that children mm -hmm. really do this. Absolutely not. No. I think that they're just like, oh, you're new. You're my friend. Yeah. And I think that we learn this and it's not conscious, but I think the more involved we get in different groups, whether that's I'm getting real controversial. First I dropped Taylor Swift and now I'm going to drop these next <laughs> two. But just whether you're getting really involved in politics or religion or these mm -hmm. really polarizing, important things that tend to define people as they seek truth and as they seek their best path, we start to feel like this is the best path for everyone and mm -hmm. everyone needs to feel this way. And so it's very learned the more involved we get and the more we 
entrench ourselves in culture Mm -hmm. around us as we grow up. But I don't think it's innate. I think innately we know that people are good and have goodness. And I think that that is really the key, is remembering that you don't know that person's story and their path doesn't have to be your path because you're not in charge of them. I think that's a really weird thing that we do is we think that we're in charge. So I think if we want to change this in ourselves because it's a learned tendency over time it's important to be real with ourselves about where we actually are because I think there's a lot of shame in owning the fact that not only have I had this done to me or felt misunderstood and judged but yes I'm doing this to other people right so for instance I think just owning that that's a real thing and that you haven't always had information and that you haven't always done the best you want to do but you want to do better I was telling Mikkel, this is such a silly example, and I'm not sure if we'll leave this in, but um, a few years ago, we had this lady in our apartment building who was going through a hypnobirthing course, and she'd constantly talk about it, and I would just, like, mock her to my husband, and if you're listening, I love you, and that was me, and not you, but I thought it was the weirdest thing, and I was like, ugh, just give birth like a normal person, like, so judgmental and weird, and then, actually, I just gave birth to my son beforehand, My husband and I took a six-week hypnobirthing class, not necessarily because I was dead set on a natural birth, but because the meditation techniques involved so appeal to me now, having experienced anxiety and learning that that's how I deal with anxiety is meditation. I was like, yeah, that's a no-brainer. That's how I want to prepare for birth. But because I hadn't had the life experiences, I thought she was psycho. But does that say more about her or more about who I was? definitely more about me, but I definitely judge people and have judged people. And I think that that's important to come to terms with. Yeah. When we can catch ourselves in that judgment, the biggest thing is to look inward and ask yourself, why does this matter to me? Or why is this bothering me? And we can find what parts of ourselves still need to be healed. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of times we don't recognize those unhealed parts of ourselves until that judgment comes. And so we can look at that instead of a place to feel shame, because it is hard to not feel ashamed when you catch yourself in judgment. But you can look at that as a learning opportunity of, hey, what does this tell me about myself? Because it's going to tell you a lot more about yourself than them. A hundred percent, because, I mean, going back to that silly example, I was so sad that I wasn't having kids at that point. Mm -hmm. But it was much more easy to make fun of someone who was and the choices that they were making for their family than to actually look at that in myself. So I think that that's a great question. What does this reveal in me that needs to be healed? You said it beautifully. And I think also asking yourself, why is this important to this person? If there's something that we don't understand in someone, a choice they're making or a behavior they have or a belief, just asking, why is this important to them? Because I think that when we're judging someone, we're usually making it about us. Mm -hmm. Like this is something that they do bugs me when it's not about you. That's very much operating from ego. So I think getting to know why someone does something and what it means for them to do that. And genuinely care Mm -hmm. and not just do it in like a snarky way of like, well, why do you do that? Yeah. Because that can be a tendency to thing. (laughs) And it's hard to talk about stuff like this because I don't want you as a listener to think that I'm like a judgmental person. I want you to think I'm like a great person. Right. The person that I want to be. 
But the truth is, is that we all have stuff to work through. Mm-hmm. And so we have to use these things that aren't so pretty and aren't so fun that we experience and learn from it and become better from it and to become better people and to honor others better because of it instead of just let it consume us and continue to be a negative thing and continue to control us. Yeah, because until we learn to master that part of ourselves that leans on judgment as this hot wire for connection or leans on judgment as a way to feel okay and avoid our own problems, we will never be able to fully connect with other people or I think with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, our podcast always comes back to that is how can you accept yourself as you are by accepting other people as they are? Because life opens up in a whole different way when you can open up for different perspectives. Because the second you stop holding people to these unrealistic standards, you also ease the burden of expectation on yourself. Mm -hmm. Because, so in yoga, I think we've talked about this in a previous episode, but there's this principle called asteya, which is non-stealing. And when you judge people and believe that your path is the only path, you steal from them the opportunity to walk their path. Mm -hmm. You steal from them the opportunity to learn in their way. And you also steal trust. Because you judging someone is a display of lack of trust, Mm -hmm. which is harsh, right? Like, I don't want to be like, I don't trust people. (laughs) But it's true. If I trust people to walk their path, to find the truth that feels right for them, to find the choices and the life that feels authentic to what they need, I, I trust them. I give them the gift of my trust. But if I judge them, I steal that from them. Mm-hmm. I steal that opportunity to connect, to feel real trust, real empathy. And I think that that's a huge theme that came up a lot in the responses was either people are willing to get vulnerable, get in the trenches with you, hear your story, and find empathy, or they're not. Mm-hmm. And if they're not, it's definitely not their business to make a judgment. And the same is true for me. If I'm not willing to sit down with you and talk to you about what you're going through or why you're making choices or get to know who you are, it's certainly none of my business. And I think we drain so much energy uh, avoiding our lives, numbing out and judging other people. I mean, it's a shield. It's a shield. So like if we can return to that place of they're doing their best, Mm -hmm. this is what works for them. And I honor that there's so much more room for your life. Yeah. So I think that there's so many different levels of this and we could talk about this all night. But, you know, it's a lot easier, at least in my experience, to honor the paths of those that maybe aren't really close in my life. It's very easy for me to look at anybody who's living a different life than mine. Girl, and yes. Just, <laughs> and just see them with complete love and understanding that they're doing what's best for them. It gets a little trickier when it's someone that you hold very, very close to your heart. It's somebody that is like family or close friends. And when you see them choosing a different path than yours, you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. And that's something that I've really struggled with. And I didn't realize why I was judging or why it was wrong what I was doing until I really thought about it. Because I thought that my judgment was coming from a place of love. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, oh, like, I know you so well. You're choosing something that I can see will potentially harm you. Like, It's not what's back. best for you. Yeah. But the thing is, is that no matter how well you know a person, I just, 
I don't know that we can ever fully know like the whole story of anybody. We only know ourselves. We know all of the thoughts that go into everything. We know all of our own experiences. And so we know why we are choosing our own paths. And it can get so hard emotionally to respect and honor others' paths when you think that you know them so well and you you do know so much about them. But honoring somebody else's path isn't, I love you, but it's, I love you. And whether we agree on everything or not, whether this choice does harm you, whether it doesn't, I'm giving you that gift of trust. Like I'm trusting that you are taking the path that is best for you. And maybe those bumps in the road are exactly what you need to get to where you need to go and to become who you need to be. Whether I see that as a mistake or whether I see that as a potential thing that can harm you, you have to be willing to let go of that and let go of that desire for control and thinking that it's love. Mm. Because love in its truest and purest form, is accepting people exactly as they are. And of course you want to help them grow, but it has to come from a place where you want them to grow for the sake of them and not for your personal gain or because you want something out of it. It's for the sake of their joy and their joy alone. I feel like that's the purest form of love and that's what it really means to honor someone's path, is watching them walk that path however differently it looks than yours but knowing that we're all walking separate paths. Even the people who are the most similar to us, we're all walking these different paths and it's not up to us to nudge people along and guide them, but really just to be that lending hand and to catch each other when we fall because at the end of it, we're all just people. We all just want to be good and we want to be our best and we want to find love in life and it's okay that it's different. It's meant to be different. Mm -hmm. And I think that the more you get in the trenches with people, and learn about the differences and learn what it means to them and what they're going through, the more you can really celebrate every step of their path with them. Which sounds off because if someone's making a quote-unquote misstep from your perspective, how do you celebrate that? You get curious Mm -hmm. and you ask them what's going on and what it means to them and you fully honor it by being fully present with them. Not taking away that trust, not taking away that belief that they're doing their best, but offering those as a gift, becoming vulnerable enough that you have the information you need to feel empathy, and then just staying with them every step of the way. Don't check out. Don't turn to other people and talk about them. Talk with the person Mm -hmm. and honor their path. So to sum up, if we can, uh, we were all over the place in this episode, but to bring it all together, number one, If I am in judgment of someone else, what does this reveal about me? Number two, if people are in judgment of us, the same principle applies. Let it be theirs. Don't own what's not yours. Allow them the lesson they need to learn and don't internalize their judgment. Number three, get curious, care, release expectations, and learn so that you can fully honor the core of who someone is and fully embrace the path they're on, however it looks to you. And so as we take all of these things that we've talked about and all of these different principles and ideas together, it all comes down to this. The more that we accept and love others the way they are, exactly as they are, the more capable we are of truly and fully loving and accepting ourselves exactly as we are. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember... We all judge, 
There's no judgment here, but let's do better going forward. And remember, you are worthy, capable, and enough exactly as you are, and so is the person next to you. 